Hi everybody, it's me Jack and this is the second part of Child Prodigies after my fuse box fiasco last week which you're going to hear about this week. So, thanks for tuning in and we will speak to you in 30 seconds. Quite the thing media.com The network oh without constraints You think a guitar's bad at a party? I had a friend who would bring a banjo all the time. Like he would just fucking walk about with a banjo. He was a talented musician. Like he really was. He could strum the strings for sure but he was a bit of a a bit of a strange one you would say to him look mate don't just fucking don't get the banjo out it would get to three in the morning and he would constantly get the banjo out and it would just take over and it would just put a dampener on everything and then he would get up dead early in the morning and he would go out and busk on the streets of Glasgow for a couple of hours oh, man. and then come back with like a bunch of coppers basically there's a lot of time for Alex but yeah, the banjo stuff was just absolutely, absolutely chronic, man. Uh, worse than the guitar and definitely worse than, than the piano. But uh, we'll move on from Mozart, who was a sharp minor, to another... <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> bad I hate myself sometimes. Where are we? Hey, Wayne Gretzky. You had issues with Tara being a, a skater. Wayne Gretzky is also sort of known as some child prodigy, basically, at the age of six. He was playing against 10-year-olds, so that's like a big jump when you're that size. Especially a and violent, fucking aggressive sport like this. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, ice hockey. Six years old. What were you doing at six? I don't, need, I don't need specifics, but was it like fucking making macaroni pictures and shit? Yeah, I, I would imagine at six I was doing nothing of any great merit like no I was probably not long wiping my own arse truth be told so um, I, I certainly wasn't playing ice hockey with 10 year olds yeah so like one season when he was 10 it's hockey that, is that the one or I get mixed up with baseball where they play like 90 games over 90 days I think that might be baseball it could be any of them the basketball players play a fucking ridiculous amount of no, games they play like fucking four games a week and stuff so um, I think ice, ice hockey surely can't be the same because of the physical contact and stuff like that. You, you can't be, you can't be doing that three, four times a week. I don't think. But anyway, in one season, he scored three hundred and seventy-nine goals and got one hundred and thirty-nine assists. That's you, fucking loads. Yeah, I'd imagine. That's good. yeah. No matter how long your season is, that's fucking tons, man. So he was obviously pretty gifted at that. Yeah. And ice hockey. Not really. Wayne me. Gretzky's the only ice hockey. Ice hockeyer that I know. Yeah, like like I say, when I was doing ice hockey, when I was ice skating, I, I used hockey skates, but I never ever played ice hockey. Never once. I played some street hockey with rollerblades back in the day. I used to have rollerblades, and a bunch of used to play street hockey, which was quite good. But no, the ice hockey and people flying each other with fucking jaggy things on their feet was never really that appealing to me. I, I knew how it would went. I wouldn't have enjoyed it. I wouldn't have been very good at it. And it would probably put me off skating, so nah, I never ever bothered with it. Yeah, the whole 
like outdoor hockey thing on the fucking rollerblades. I, I never, I was never really into it, but there was like the street round the corner for me was a had a block off at the end, mm-hmm. so like it was used for that because a lot obviously cars didn't drive through it. One of my friends ended up arguing with a boy, and because the other boy had a hockey stick, he just used it as a weapon oh, and Christ. absolutely battered him about the head, man. Yeah. Like he it's, fucked really much. It's kind of like that old that old sort of joke or that old Glasgow thing that. Glasgow sells something like 50,000 baseball bats every year and only two baseballs. <laughs> and it's probably the same with ice hockey sticks or hockey sticks and pucks. Um, the amount of people that have got a baseball bat under their bed is fucking mental. But aye, it's one of those ones. Did this um, boy Craig that got a bit of a pasting off of another boy, he had a baseball bat? What, with him or metal? Just, no, under, just under his bed. Just, in his house, yeah. he was like 14, and he had a baseball bat, yeah. Yeah, I never played baseball. No, in fact, that, that's a fucking lie. Bellhouston Park is the big park next to us, and we were over there being scallywags as youngsters, maybe about 14, 15, and we seen these guys dressed up as baseball players, basically. Right. Like, who the fuck, who the fuck are these guys? Turns out that Glasgow at least used to have a baseball team. Okay. And they used to practice in Bellhouston Park. And we went over, and can you imagine this clusterfuck, we're about 14, and we go over to them training and persuade them to basically play rounders with us for about an hour and a half. So, yeah, we took a bite out of the Glasgow, I don't know what we'll call them, the Glasgow fucking batters. Um, we took a big chunk out of their, their night. I remember them being quite friendly, I suppose, like just sort of, all right, okay, it's just kids, will We'll play a bit of a bit of rounders with them, but yeah, Glasgow had a baseball team. Wow, I've never known that before. I still think it was amazing that we had American football team, but baseball's a whole other level. Um, uh, did you ever go to the Claymores when you were younger? Nah, did you ever get dragged die. along by accident? Fuck, no, no chance. Just wasn't interested. Wasn't interested in rugby either. I remember I went to rugby trials when I was at school, and we went to Giftock North to their rugby trials, and loads of us went. A big, massive trials and. They did a few drills and stuff like that, and very quickly, they basically picked maybe 10 or 12 people and put them to one side and got them doing proper stuff, and me and all the other fucking rejects were just left doing nothing, hating it, um, so I got rejected from rugby at the first ever tried trying to play it, and I've never ever really watched it or enjoyed it since, ruined it for me, fucking wankers. Yeah, I played rugby for a little bit when I was younger because I was massive, I was bigger yeah. than everybody else, but again... It was at Carther. Carther is a local club. Went there and played for about probably about six months or something. And I was a a prop. Not that big fucking ruckus thing that they're doing to throw yeah. the ball in. I was a front row. Oh Jesus. So I was like the guy at the front of that. When we when we yeah, went to the we went to the trials, we were still very young, Jack. Like I reckon we were like primary seven or just first year at school or something like that. I was only about 12 or 13 when I yeah. went as well. Yeah. And they very much just picked out the ones that have got talent and fucked the rest of us. And I just, I do think that I, as an age group, we were probably still a little bit too young to be treated like that. Um, because they did very much just make you feel like a fucking useless bastard. And for the next like two hours of the session, waiting for your mum and dad to come and pick you up, I remember thinking I'm shite at this and they know it sort of thing. But oh. yeah, that's rugby people, bastards. Well, there is that, yeah. I'm going to say something here that it's going to sound a little bit cocky. 
I was kind of a child prodigy at bowling, <laughs> lawn bowling, <laughs> green bowling. <laughs> and I'm saying that because of the whole thing at the beginning about being 10 years old. In my first season, we'll call it, as a, as a bowler, I was 10 and I won the, basically the club championship for juniors right. when I was 10. And it was under 18s at the time, so you're playing against 16, 17-year-old, 18-year-olds that had been playing for six, seven years or whatever. So I went in as a 10-year-old and wiped the floor with yeah. them. They would have been like, they would have had longer arms than you and all sorts. So They would have had longer yeah. arms, yeah. And they obviously thought, right, I'm not getting beat off a 10-year-old. Yeah, fuck this guy. But then you just yeah. got them. But then I just beat them, yeah. yeah. So played for, played at county level at 11, which was quite, quite a thing, which... I enjoyed played county for years. Never, never got a cap for Scotland, but um, it was very. This is going to sound better, but you would. I went to a few trials for the Scottish the Scottish national team, and like they already had the team picked. It was like mm. a pals act. Yeah, I bet it was. I it was an it absolute was. pals act. It was like right, Johnny played last year. We know him. We know he's da. Like yeah. you know what bone clubs are like. Totally. So it was kind of like, it was like that. The selectors were from, mostly from Paisley, which is like the wee shitty bit next to Glasgow. So it was all just Paisley punters that get picked. That kind of puts you off. You mentioned the rugby stuff there. When you know you're you're as good, if not better than these guys that get yeah, picked, it's just a bit of pain in the ass. Even worse. Uh, I'm in about my dad's bowling club all the time, but I've never once, I've never, never threw a ball in anger. Dad's asked me loads of times to play and stuff like that. And you know what? I've got nothing against it other than I just refuse to play a sport where it's so old-fashioned in terms of I couldn't go on the bowling green and play bowls unless I put on like smart trousers. I that, that I, used, a lot of clubs still do that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, like it's bullshit. Black. It's fucking yeah. bullshit. Like I work for a bank, thirty-six hours a week, and don't wear a pair of sh- I don't wear a pair of trousers. Full stop. When I was in the office, I wore jeans, and you're telling me that to go play bowls I'd need to wear fucking proper smart trousers and stuff like that and either wear a polo shirt or a proper shirt it's nah it's when, when my dad first started going he couldn't even wear jeans in the clubhouse um, yeah, yeah you would have to wear a tie yeah, and shit like that that changed yeah. that's when I first started going into the actual clubhouse because I just I don't wear I'll wear smart trousers to a wedding or a funeral and that is it um, and that always put me off the bowls you know what if I, and I reckon we're going off at a bit of a tangent here, right? But I reckon that's one of the main reasons why bowling clubs are in as much trouble as they are because you need to appeal to these youth to come and join. If, if a young guy joins a bowling club, it's more than likely if their dad's not already a member, he will become one because even if he doesn't like the bowls, he'll get involved in the social atmosphere of it and all that sort of stuff. But how many youngsters realistically are going to want to come and play bowls, which has already got that stigma attached to that it's an old man's game? Where they would have to come down pretty much wearing their school uniform and stuff like that, and we're, we're smart clothes to do it. It's just bullshit. Yeah, I've not played in a couple of years, but I chucked it a few years ago. I couldn't be bothered anymore, and left left the local club and decided to not play anymore. But maybe three or four years ago, the club that I was at did start to relax those rules. Like you could wear shorts, for example, right. on a hot night. Wow. You could go down with your shorts, shorts and t-shirt on, basically. But even then, they had to put like a wee, a wee fucking asterisk. It was like, yeah, plain shorts, basically. You couldn't nah. go down in your surfing shorts. No, like your football shorts or anything like that. Yeah, I know football colours, that's always a thing. It's, um, they, they just amaze me, Jack, for a, for a, an industry, if you want to call it that, that is fucking dying out 
and in desperate need of new people and new involvement. The amount of silly rules and nonsense they attach themselves to just is very, very counterproductive. Yeah, when I started playing, there was like 25, 30 juniors under 18s, basically, that were playing, that were going down two, three times a week, and there was like a community vibe to it. By the time I got to 16 and joined the, the adult section, that was down to about eight, and then by the time I was like 18, 19, the juniors had basically just disappeared, just dissipated, there was nobody going anymore. So I was like the last generation of the juniors in that club. Anyway, um, I did enjoy it and I was I was quite good at that and a bit of fucking nepotism and stuff stopped me from getting my... In fact, I'm going to show like a complete dick here, right? I have played against two world champions at the Bulls. Okay. Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows ad free and lots of bonus content cool so that's kind of also a bit of a weird thing when it comes to balls like there's um, Alex Marshall and Paul Foster this is dead boring but anyway two of them have won the World Championship like 10 times between them over the last like 25 years. Mm. So I've played against Paul Forster and, and Alex Marshall because they would play county games as well. Right, okay. You, know? you would come up against them that, that way. So you would you would come up against them and... Um, well, we've, like, also, we've also had somebody that played at World Championships on the show. What? On this show, we've had somebody that played at the World Bowl Championships. Who? Barry Feastenders. Brothers and sisters. When they insist we're just not good enough. He sang at them. Oh, he sang at fucking Pointing, so he, he did. did didn't he? he sang at the World Bowls. Um, something inside so strong. Yeah, so he did, man. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah. So, I don't imagine there's a lot of people out there that can say in their chosen sport and inverted commas that they've played against the world's best a couple of times. So that's something that I can... At least say... I'll remember that for your gravestone, mate, okay? Yeah, played against and got absolutely Aye. pumped. You're lying, like Jack. You get fucked yeah. by the people that were good at bowls. Yeah. I was good at bowls. They were just better. <laughs> <laughs> right, who, who's next? Who else are we going to talk about? Yeah, moving on from ice hockey, something I don't particularly give a puck about. We're going to go on to Stevie Wonder, mate. You've got... Oh, fuck uh, off. Right, uh, okay. <laughs> He was a child prodigy. Yeah. But let's hear your batshit crazy. It's not batshit crazy. It's right. The evidence documented by evidential facts. Um. Okay. I think I've I've spoken about this before, but possibly on the other podcast and not this one. Stevie Wonder is a fucking fraud. Right. He is not even blind. It's a gimmick. Not a blind man. 
he is just a mad singer who pretended to be blind because it set him apart from other singers and gave him a kind of USP, a unique selling point uh, of which his whole career was built on. I know this might sound crazy. It sounds like the kind of theory that you often see written in shit on a fucking hospital wall, but this is true. <laughs> he, if you look on YouTube, right, and I'm not somebody, and even just those fucking four words, look on YouTube. If you look on YouTube, it's usually somebody arguing about flat earth that would say such a thing, right? But there's genuinely videos on YouTube uh, of evidential proof that he is not blind. One video, I'm sure. Ah, there's a few. There's a few, right? But the most famous I've one. I've only seen one. The most famous one, he's playing. He's on TV playing, and he, the person in front of him knocks over a mic stand, right? A mic stand, which hasn't got a mic on it, so it's fucking silent, knocks it over, and Stevie flies forward and grabs it to stop it falling, right? He can obviously see he's not blind. And he just pretends, and that's why he always wears the mad glasses, so you can't see his properly working eyes. He also <laughs> he also did carpool karaoke with oh, um, what's his face Smithy from James well, Corden. Corden. Uh-huh. Yeah. and he drove drove the bastard car. He was driving, so he's not blind. That car is on a fucking pulley thing, surely. Like James <laughs> Corden or whoever isn't driving about singing those songs, man. Yeah, it's on a fucking thing. Even still, it's nah, it's still yeah. even still. He's not, he, he is not blind, and I will go to my deathbed arguing it. And it's a shame because you know he's a good singer. He's got some good songs. I've got nothing against him apart from this fucking whole life being a lie that he's living. But yeah, Stevie Wonder is not blind. Please look it up on YouTube. Just type in Stevie Wonder not blind, and you will get massive <laughs> and massive lots of evidence telling you. And you can write into us, um, hello at wrongtermemory dot com, or you can come on Twitter and say. You were right, Colin. Thank you for telling me about this. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll get past that, right? He yeah, was banging out tunes. <laughs> he was banging out tunes on the fucking piano, organ, harmonica, and drums by the age of 12. And pretty young to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, at 38 years old. Yeah, he was surprised about it. He said he never saw it coming. He never saw it coming. <laughs> why, can't, well, why can't Stevie Wonder see his friends? <laughs> why? You got married? <laughs> <laughs> that would be that's the only reason, because it's nothing to do with his eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Stevie Wonder. He's another child prodigy there that is or is not kidding on. What's the. Blind. Really quickly before we move on to the next part, what's the plural of genius? Is it geniuses or genii? Geniuses, I'd imagine. Okay, yeah. cool. Just checking. Just double checking. If I'm wrong, well, what's new? <laughs> these um, next three are three different stories about like what happens to child geniuses we found out that boy uh, worked for NASA and then found himself thinking that he was a bit, uh, bit of a failure basically we're going to speak about a guy called Andrew Halliburton from Dundee, so he's Scottish he was eight years old when he was doing his hires so your hires in Scotland, they're like your GCSEs, is that yeah. right? Or A-levels, Yeah, you're 14, 15 usually, I think, aren't you? I think you're actually older, I think. You're probably six, you're fifth year when you do your hires, so you're probably about 16, 17 ah, right, okay. by the time you do your hires. So this boy was, ended up in the Sun newspaper, which is a fucking rag, obviously. Don't ever buy it. They had called this uh, genius Andrew Halliburton, and like were bigging him up. He took his hires, got good grades, and sort of went to university. But again, 
he went to uni and he was like a fucking child. Like so like you couldn't get drinking, you no pals, nobody wants to fucking kick about with a ten year old. Well some people do, but not not the the people at uni, you don't want to be caught doing that type of thing. So he kind of dropped out and do you know where he ended up working? You can probably get a guess of this. Like, see if it was like stereotypically, oh fuck, I ended up in that job. It wasn't McDonald's or something, was it? It was fucking McDonald's. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Right, okay. Wow, poor bastard. Eight years in McDonald's, and I don't know when this article was published, but when it was published, he was just going back to university to follow his dream of doing computing, basically. So he wanted to be a, a computer nerd all these days and basically make games. So I don't know how successful he was, but like again, just like you mentioned, that, that sort of sadness in these children's life, man, when you're that smart and you just don't fit in because you're a child. Yeah, it must suck, man. It just really must. Poor bastard. Right, you you can take the next couple, mate, because I've been blabbering a lot of shite. I'm reading these for the first time. Not a failure, so. basically, yeah. Okay. So Jennifer Pike, um, who is now 20, became at 12 the youngest ever winner of Young Musician of the Year. Um, in 2002, Jennifer aged 12, um, so she's not 20 now, this is obviously an old article. Um, 2002, this is from. Yeah, but in 2002 she was 12, she's, so she's not 20 now, yeah. yeah. Uh, became the youngest winner of BBC's Young Musician of the Year. And instead of burning out, she has taken what critics call a slow burn approach, that's kind of them. She eschewed public publicity for quiet but intense musical study and is now balancing an undergraduate's degree at Oxford with 40 concerts a year around the world. So this sounds to me like she's actually, she's properly doing this, isn't she? She does not want to become Young Musician of the Year and get a song in the charts or sell one album. She actually wants to be a proper, sounds to be a proper, almost classical style musician. And she's just trying to do it right the right way. I've got kind of, kind of a bit of respect for that, I think, actually. Yeah, something that I've not got down in the notes, but I think her father was quite a famous musician. So does that change your opinion? Do you think Daddy made her? No, I don't think so. I, no, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I think, do you mean he made her as in he nurtured her by his genes? Or do you mean he gave her a no, foot I mean, in like the door? He, or he bullied yeah, her, he gave her a foot door, sort of forced her to do it, basically, because he was, a, he was a composer or a musician of some sort, quite a famous one. So yeah. Or do um, you think the wee girl grew up and wanted to be, I want to do that? Oh, I don't know. I suppose we're just fucking guessing here. We yeah, we know. are guessing. Do you know what I mean? Like, people people kind of they grow up. Everybody grows up fucking, and your dad is the coolest guy in the world to you, don't you? And if your dad's a fucking forklift driver, you want to be a forklift driver. If he's a bus driver, you want to be a bus driver, don't you? Um, I suppose the difference with being a musician and your father being a musician is that from a young age, you can pick up the instrument and you can actually 
do that and find out if you like it. Whereas me at the age of 10 with a forklift driving dad, I couldn't get behind the forklift and find out if it was any good or not. So you can't really compare it, I don't think. It's kind of like footballers and footballer sons, isn't it? You always think like they've got an, ex- they've got an advantage because not only have they got the genes, their family are probably very, very well off, so they can fully concentrate on their football. And they've also got a, a kind of way in the door at most clubs because of their surname. But when you look around football, there's not that many examples of proper famous footballers whose children have went on to be anything like as good as them. It's very, very rare, truth be told. So I think we need to give it's this a You've got Eric Haaland, obviously, kicking about at Dortmund. Yeah, and even then, the his dad was... The rule. His dad's more yeah. famous for getting kicked in the face by Roy Keane, isn't he? So, yeah, Roy Keane fucked him up big yeah. time. Um, so there's the other ones like remember, remember Jordi Cruyff at Man United who had Jordi in the back of his shirt he was shite there's Claudio Reyna's son is looking like a very good prospect to be fair he's um, at Dortmund as well yeah, he's, he's at Dortmund and being very 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 impressive um, but you wouldn't say Claudio Reyna is a big superstar although he was the captain of America what other ones is there it's, there's obviously non-football but George Best had a fucking son and he became a fucking reality TV expert. All he did was different reality TV shows and banging girls, which yeah, I suppose he yeah. took after his dad. But yeah, there's not a lot of famous football and sons. There's Alex Ferguson's sons getting into management, but they're not very good at it. Um, oh, Darren, man. Yeah. <laughs> about, like, last job I heard he was in was Peterborough, and that must have been 15 years ago. I don't know if he's still doing it. Oh, see, in my, head, in, in my head, the Peterborough's manager's still Barry Fry. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I, I think we're giving this girl. I think we need to give this girl a little bit of credit. She has won a big award, been first in the, into the limelight, and she's decided to still do things the right way. So, on yourself, Jennifer Pike. Well done, Jennifer. We'll move on to John Nunn, and this one's a bit kind of boring because he was the youngest Oxford undergraduate since some guy called Cardinal Wolsey, who I've never heard of, but he must have been young as fuck as well. He didn't go off the rails. His story's pretty boring. But again, what did he do? He played chess. Right. Okay. It's annoying. That's starting to annoy me now. <laughs> uh, so I'm just reading what you've put here. He is now a successful chess offer. You're telling me there's fucking books about chess? Um, well, I'd, I'd imagine so. Like I thought it would have just been all those fucking wacky numbers, but... Uh, I, I literally can't think of anything worse than sitting Well, he's got 1,200 books about chess. chess. 1,200 books about chess. Surely there's some repetition in there. That's right. Once you've fucking hell, once you've read one, you've surely read them all. Honestly, what happens at the end? Fucking check me. (laughs) Where else can it go, man? Fuck me. Yeah, this this episode's pissed me off about chess as well. Actually, fuck chess. Um, I think you've got a chess joke to finish us up on. I go. Last time I was playing chess, like with my pal, was talking about years ago. He was all for it. He's like, let's make this interesting. So we just stopped, and I've never played since. To be honest with you, so. (laughs) Right, no, no more jokes next week, right? Okay. You bring a lot. You bring a lot to the table here, Jack. But jokes maybe isn't your your forty. Make them more natural. Yeah, I kind of hate myself for doing it. But, you know, <laughs> it. Um, do, do you want to give a little peek behind the curtain to to the the calamities we've had while trying to record this tonight? Yeah, my fuse box went right <laughs> in the middle of recording, and I went down the stairs. And I'm pretty simple when it comes to DIY. I don't know what to do. I do know I've got a fuse box and normally you just flick the switch. I gave you that advice through text and it wasn't good enough, obviously. Yeah, because every time I flicked it, it kept flicking back off. So I had to phone one of my pals um, who stays in the corner and he's like, I'm just about to eat my dinner. I says, well, just please just 
jumping around and sitting, <laughs> was he sitting in darkness, but like sitting with no electricity, so he came around and he got his wee O-meter thing out and basically turned another fuse off. I don't know what he turned off, he went like, I'm going to turn that off just now and then flick the other one back on and it stayed on and he's coming back round tomorrow to take a proper look at it, so. I was talking to yeah. myself for a good five minutes and I realised Jack wasn't there, so <laughs> it's, it's never an easy recording. Aye, so if there's a bit in the middle that sounds a bit clunky, then that's why, basically. Aye, it's round about the banjo conversation, the friend is really interested. Um, people aren't. People have turned <laughs> off by now. They probably have. They probably have the front right. A minute to go, the bastards are telling us to fucking leave a five-star review and to go on Twitter, aren't they? But hey, we are. Please do. Um, we've got some lovely reviews this week, actually. So it's, it should be worth saying, actually. Um, Did we have not looked? Yeah, there was three or four really lovely reviews left. Really, really nice words. And this maybe sounds like I'm being a bit wanky, but I'm not. It genuinely is lovely to read. So thank you so, so much. Please continue to do that. You've no idea how happy it makes me. And then if, I, if that makes me a loser, then I'm a loser. Um, so yeah, please do that. Please check us out on Twitter. Please check out the website, wrongtermemory.com. And also the network website, quitethething.com, where you can now play Super Mario embedded on the website due to some wonderful coding that Jack's been playing with. Yeah, coding and inverted commas, for sure. Yeah, cut and paste. I'm going to use the the new language of Apple Podcasts anyway. Don't (laughs) use subscribe. Now, this is the big thing that they're pushing, and it's follow. That's going to be out in the 14.5 iOS update mate, you're you're normally on top of these things. Have you downloaded that? And what are the minor differences? Um, if any? I've updated the beta the beta. Uh, I've basically put the, the beta on my phone, so I've got permission now to download it. I just haven't done it yet because I've not had an hour where I've been awake and not wanted to touch my phone. Um so I will probably do it over the weekend. But it's at least it looks there's quite a lot of changes, a lot of new emojis. The music players change quite a bit and the podcast players change uh, quite a lot of options and stuff in it and they're moving away from that whole subscription language because they feel that Apple offers a lot of subscriptions already and they feel that the word subscription makes people think that you're getting charged to follow a podcast. So they're changing that. A lot of rumours that Apple are going to do their own podcast thing quite soon, similar to what Spotify have done and people like that. So it's one to look out for. It may end up getting coded in the Apple, kind of the Apple One stuff that they do, but nothing announced yet. But yeah, if you are on Apple Podcasts soon, you'll need to follow us, not subscribe, and please do that because it helps us get on those charts. We're on those charts just now. If you look up Comedy Improv, we are in that top 40 every week. Um, we appear on that. We, are, we, we kind of show on the main page of Apple Podcasts, which never fails to amaze me and makes me extremely happy and proud. So please continue to support us. Yeah, and that was kind of the reason why we, I don't know if I said this, but that's kind of the reason why we started the, the network thing, because see when you look about who's sort of kicking about, I always see a company called HeadGum. Have you seen that kicking yeah, about? Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. I've been on their website, right, and they've got like 18 staff, and they release 30 different comedy podcasts, and we almost all the time chart above them, and that kind of makes me feel good about things that they... LA based, they're hipsters, they're fucking, they've got beards and hats and shit like that, and all that, all those staff, and we still uh, manage to sit in our office and sort of chat around about them. So the only reason that happens is the reviews and shit like that. So yeah, please do it. And as always, thanks for listening. We will speak to you next week. Bye.
Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media.com.